Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. So Logan, it's not often I sit there and cackle to myself over some of the strategies that we make for this amateur hour podcast, but <laughs> this past week we had quite a quite a big one with the announcement of Red Dead Redemption returning to modern-ish platforms, which we'll get into, but um, we could have sat there weeks ago speculating on the rumours, speculating on the age rating that was handed out and saying, oh, what are they going to do? Are they going to remake it? I can't wait for it to come to PS5 and Xbox Series X. The PC version is going to be great. We could have been sitting there building up all of our expectations to be something that's not panned out in reality because, and this is why I don't talk about it, because you don't know. Mm. I don't want to be sitting there making the own, my own reality up without knowing what it could be because that's, that leads to disappointment, doesn't it? That is people's favourite pastime. What do they say? Expectation is the thief of joy, something like that. There's some version of that where you start building a it up. A pipe hype train. A pipe hype train, yeah, and it comes crashing off the tracks and mm. it's a real tragedy, even literally and uh, obviously in this little metaphor we're doing. But Red Dead Redemption is officially coming to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. If you're waiting for me to go on for the other platforms, now that's where it ends. That's the that's the headline, basically. Uh, we've got a new trailer that revealed it's coming 17th of August. It's going to cost 39.99, so 40 UK pounds, if you want to dive in early on. It's going to be packaged with the, the highly acclaimed, I would say, and an enjoyable DLC pack Undead Nightmare. So it's base game plus that Undead Nightmare add-on. Originally, this game was released in May of 2010 on PS3 and Xbox 360. No PC version was ever released, and nor has it been announced. So, lots of noise on this, lots of disappointment. But what are your initial thoughts upon hearing this? Because it, it felt like this could have been a sort of a dream remaster stroke remake jobby. And what they've come out with is something that I don't think anyone expected when, when that dropped. was kind of waiting for the next stage of here, here it comes on Series X and PS5. It's unusual, isn't it? You don't often see... Because there was obviously something in the works. I think that's why everyone got excited and, and stuff. It's just mm. weird that 13 years later they've gone, there you go, Switch. And then the random PS4 chucked in there. Like it's because it, you know it's just weird. It's such a strange thing to do. I mean, I don't know whether they've not bothered because you've got that backward compatibility business on the Xbox. That's that's um, what they're citing. They're citing that it's available mm. on Series X through the Xbox backwards compatibility mm. thingy. Um, yeah. So you, if you want to play it on Xbox, you either have it from the old days potentially, or you can still buy it in the store. And it's yeah. £32 for the bundle, or not for the bundle, I think you just buy them separately, but it's a little £8 mm. sort of cheaper way of doing it if you were going to go that way. But yeah. nonetheless, I think... I wonder what it... It must look like crap now. I don't know. I, mean, I, think, I think it probably ages all right. I mean, GTA V still looks acceptable. And that was yeah. only three years later. I know that has been ported onto PC and on PS5 and PS4 even. So perhaps my eyes are betraying me from seeing more modern versions of that. 
But I don't oh, know, yeah, it? I mean, it's playable, but it's not what everyone wanted. I mean, considering you know what's happened with The Last of Us and and the remakes over there, and I don't know, it's just a bit of an anticlimax, isn't it? What's like, worse? It just seems weird. What's worse? Jim saying I'm going to do The Last of Us after ten years and going seventy UK pounds full <laughs> PS5 version, or Rockstar after what? 13 years deciding to do a half measure and say, yep, yeah, 40 quid, but not going to be taken advantage of these new consoles or this new hardware, and it's not coming to PC mm. to boot. Is it even a, it's not even a remaster, though, is it? Are I, they I, I, think, it as a port? I think they just, I'll, I'll check the verbiage they use on the site, but it's yeah. for all intents and purposes, it's a, it is a port, and yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think put, just putting the original game over is just a bit shit, isn't it? Like this late on, you think, what are you doing? I mean, yeah, it's what, obviously. What were they doing? But PS4 has been long gone. Like, I, don't, happened, I can't. Where was that I, last I must, gem? We was all asking for it then. They went, nope. I, I must admit, it's come as a surprise to me that it was never on the PS4. No, nah, like, yeah. That, that has blown my mind. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that. Like, sh- that's just weird, isn't it? That it never made it there. I'm trying <laughs> to think. So that. Would that have been the PS3 gen, though? Yeah, so PS3 yeah. and 360. Yeah, so I had it on the yeah. 360, I think. Yeah. I was, I was a 360 go back then. So. It, it must have come out on both consoles, though, and they're only just now bumping up to PS4. Well, no, right? what, no, what they're saying is there's not, they're not doing a new SKU, a new retail version of it on Xbox, is because you can you can buy it on the Xbox store, the, P- the the Xbox 360 version, and play yeah. it via Xbox's backwards compatibility. Yeah, 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 I understand. But what I was trying to figure out is why... Uh, yeah, so PS3, it did come out on PS3. It's on PS3, PS3 yeah. yeah. So it was available on PS3. It there's no yeah, backwards yeah, compatibility, was... is it? Because Jim went not doing that in PS4, and everyone went, oi! Actually, Xbox didn't do it until they did. So Right, so what they're doing is they're just doing a port to the yeah. PS4 then, and then they've decided to might as well just bung in... That's weird. It's such a weird thing to do, like at this point in time. Like, surely you'd expect Sony are looking at. They've got. I mean, we're given Xbox a beating on this podcast, and Microsoft in general a beating for many weeks and months, I think, of some form. Because um, they keep talking. If they just shut up, they'd be left out the firing line, wouldn't they? That backwards compatibility compatibility is pretty damn good. Mm. Like, in terms of giving you access to pretty much every and- game. And in not all games, and Red Dead's unfortunately, yeah. I don't think one of these, it, it upscales some games to 4K, and mm. it'll also unlock the frame rate to 60 FPS for some games through like the, mm. the system itself, even if the game's not been patched for it. So yeah. it is. It, their, their backwards compatibility program's excellent, and it's absolutely... Without that, there's no way... Mm. I actually don't think the PS5 would have been backwards compatible. I think Sony would have been like, well... we've Not we've doing moved, that. We've moved on. But it kind of forced yeah. the hand of it once it became a thing. Yeah. Had to do it, so definitely bravo on that. Um, yeah, but yeah, for all intents and purposes, Xbox have been playing this version for nearly ten years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been I mean, sitting it's on that store. Crap, isn't it? I mean, it is crap. I mean, it's Just, why bother? I don't understand. I, I mean, I do understand like, because I bet when we look at those European yeah. sales data when it comes out, like probably be September's or August in September, mm. I'll be very interested to see how this did whether it even appears mm. in the charts and if it does if it's high up if it's above red dead if it's above gta 
Like, it's does quite this... an expensive release, isn't it? It's not going to be cheap to play. It's not going to be like a ten pound game. No, forty quid, forty UK yeah. pounds. So, so it's what you know, 60 percent of a full retail game well, is being that released on a, on a console. No one's fucking playing thirty well, years you... after release. That's the beauty of backwards compatibility. You just play it. It's weird. Could you could you pick this up on a PS5 then? Yeah, the, you, yeah, so you could yeah, buy yeah. the you could buy this PS4 version physically. I think they're doing a physical copy. Yeah, they are, or digitally, and yeah, you just pop it in. It'll work on your PS5. They're saying, as as most games do. So that's what yeah. they're scouting. But it's not going to be, as far as I understand, there's going to be no frame rate boost. Cause it's going to run at 30 if it's mm. if it's the original code that's been used. So it's not going to be unlocked at 60. Don't think there's going to be any boost to resolutions and whatnot. Because again, it's the PS4 version of it. There might be some little bit of sprucing up that they've done mm. but yeah it's kind of not going to leverage this these powerful machines and mm. nor does it look like it's going to be coming down the pipe is the so the price i feel like we always fall on the side of you don't like it don't play it ain't, it ain't that big a deal because the price is only relevant whilst it's yeah. that price which isn't forever but this has got people's backs up as you'd expect 40 uk pounds being asked on that you still fall in the line of what we usually say is like well It'll be as cheap as you want it to be eventually. Just wait till then. You'd expect it would be, but it's just strange that, you know, most of the time it's because of age. Like, they just mm. gradually get cheaper as 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 it gets older. But yeah. they might, I'd expect there'd be a portion of people that see this crop up on the store and go, oh, I'd like to play that again. Yeah. And, and get it. Yeah, but, but there's a lot of people saying that. They're saying, I ain't paying 40 quid for it. Disgusting price. I don't know what the right price for it is. No. Uh, and that's a really tricky thing to say because it's still the same game. But that's what people should say on podcasts rather than spending 50 minutes debating it because the right price for you or me is different from Alan down the road. And that's why we're the best-selling podcast. Well. Uh, um, no, it's it's a weird one. It feels expensive for yeah. a game that would have been £40 when it came out 13, 13 years ago and they're still going, yep, £13. And obviously mm. the market's moved, but... I don't think it's... I mean, it, the thing is, I would be sorely tempted at sub-20, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, to, to just replay it. And especially if they added some things into it, like quality of life changes or whatever it is. But I, no. Yeah. Just no, for me, at least. Um, oh, it's it's massive, just a bit of a strange Massive no for me. I don't even know if I would ever, even at sub-20, I'd be bothering something no. like that. I want it to It'd run be... at 60. Like I want, That's what yeah. I'd like to I'd replay yeah, that yeah. game. The same way I've got the GTA 5 PS5 version. I don't know PC version lying around. Because one day I want to go back and play that at a higher frame rate, looking a bit nicer. This yeah. will not offer that as far as we know. So there's, yeah. there's, no, there's no... I mean, it would have been... In in the small percentages of the sniff hop matter, I'm not. Yeah. It would have been one of those things where one day I, th- I, I thought, oh, because I actually would like to replay it. That's yes, the weird thing I would as well. I would like to replay that because I bloody loved Red Dead Two and I loved Red Dead mm. Original as well. Great game. The online bit we had a bit of fun on for a while as well. It didn't have any legs, yeah, but no. it'd be good to go and revisit that again, like once or twice. Um, but as you say, it's just a bit disappointing they haven't given it a bit of a buff, really. Yeah. Um, it's if you're doing that, then you're you're getting yourself higher up the sniffometer and justifying your price tag. But yeah. overall, I think that's just a bit 
I mean, it's hardly unsurprising, right? I mean, it, you'd expect they've got the majority of their resource working on that GTA 6, which yeah. is fine, by the way. I'm more yeah, than yeah. happy for them to do that. Um, but it just feels a bit shit just chucking out this, what ultimately is a pulp. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, we, the thing that concerns me about Rockstar's previous games, as we get further and further away from them, is we've got this, which is, you know, a slapdash effort at it to get yeah. it on current gen consoles and not do much else with it fine but we've only got to look back to the gta trilogy that launched in a diabolical state you know yeah, year, it's, year yeah. 18 months ago and i think do you, they get someone else to do that though yeah they did grove street and they used a load of ai to do like i the, love probing the, that brain like the stuff that that remembers that brain is incredible it's pointless <laughs> garbage but it's funny because they used the ai to um to like upscale some of the assets and the AI didn't know what to do with certain texts. Like they'd be like, you know, they'd be like a store store called, I don't know, clothing store one oh one. And it couldn't yeah. it couldn't figure out what it was trying to say, so it just wrote any old crap in there. So there's people like wandering around saying that's not the store name, but here's the original. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, AI's clever, but don't be using it for all sorts of things. But caught out, didn't they, being lazy. It'll cost them. But yeah, my my concern is do they mm. even care? I mean, arguably, if you had the choice, would you want mm. them to spend more time and resource on Red Dead Redemption original or GTA Six. I think if you if you had to put a gun to the head, you'd say go on GTA Six. I mean, we know they've got more than enough money and resource. They wanted to do anything they wanted with their previous yeah. stuff. They could make it as good as they want. Mm. But um, whose whose fault is this fallout? Because it's definitely caused havoc. Is it is it Rockstar for just being so seemingly tone deaf, expecting people to lap this up, or is it the people that stirred themselves up, going oh? It might be a. Re- I'll tell you what we might get, Chris. We might get a a remake of Red Dead Redemption One with Red Dem- Red Redemption Two packaged in on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. That'll be remastered. and It'll be a one-two package. It'll be the ultimate way to experience Red Dead. And then when this come out, it obviously made the absolute sort of blow of the announcement even worse. Is it people getting carried away on what was essentially a rumor in, in a Korean's rating board saying Red Dead Redemption's coming? Yeah, I mean, it, they only got themselves to blame. Yeah, essentially, well, uh, that's definitely Rockstar the case. Left the hook. Well, I think it's you know, it's a weird one. You can't expect you look them to it. do what you want. That's what I always go back to these corporations. <laughs> you can't sit there expecting them to <laughs> bow down yeah. to your exact request because yeah, I've, tra- yeah. I've tried uh, it for many years and many years sat there pissed off at what's yeah. come out or what's happened. It's a real tricky. I think when one. you look at it, you, you go. No one was probably expecting them to just port it to the <laughs> Switch and the PS4, right? So it has to be taken into that context. But yeah, I think they've not, to my eyes, they haven't said anything alluding to what they're going to do. Like they haven't reneged on on a promise or anything like that, as far as I can see. They've no. just it's just not been it, what everyone hoped for. It was supposed so to be a secret. Really... It was supposed to be a surprise, and this is what this, this is what the I mean, surprise it is a surprise. was. Yeah. <laughs> well. But, in many um, ways it is. perhaps not the surprise people wanted but no. fine like it's a weird one i can't think of any worse way to play it perhaps only on mobile um than playing red dead redemption <laughs> on a switch it's got to, it's got to be absolute trash um but i'll say that about most things um i mean again it's good that it's coming to the ps4 and that it opens it up to for other people to play but it yeah. would have just been better to have that touched up a bit i think as you say it's, it's you know if you played Red Dead and then went Red Dead Two and then went back to Red mm. Dead One, like you, it would just feel so inferior, it, obvious, oh, yeah. for obvious reasons. But 
Yeah, it would have been nice if they'd have done something. But this is what I mean. We're sitting again. It would have been nice. They've got most of their resource working on that fucking big old GTA 6. So yeah. let them do that is what I say. As you say, if you've got a gun to me head and ask me what I really want, yeah, a touched-up game or a brand-new GTA, I'll take the GTA all day long. My advice to people is don't, don't, don't make up these realities. Don't get excited about anything. Seriously, don't. Don't get excited about your football team's new signing because they might flop. Seen that this is what I'm telling it? you about Starfield. Well, I'm not excited. You don't hear it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's very important. And <laughs> Occam's razor suggests that Phil and Co know how important <laughs> it is, so they won't just blow it. But I feel That's like a I've, fucking wing and a prayer. That is. I feel like I've used Occam's razor with Phil and their quality of games in the past and been <laughs> severely burnt. So actually, maybe that's not the logical way it goes. So I'm just saying, I'm not negative. Well, the good thing it. is, if that flops, I've got Baldur's Gate 3 to fall back on and then we've yeah, got yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk coming out, the DLC, then Spider-Man. I mean, they're all unknowns, but there's yeah. what, there's plenty to play. But It's not a dearth of options, but I'm just using that as an example yes. where it's easy to get caught up and in expectations. Not necessarily just from you. I know everyone wants games to be I'm good, not right? excited for it, but I am... Oh, ex- bitten me. Well, no, I, I kind of am, but I'm not like sitting there counting down the days. I don't book yeah, time yeah. off work for it or anything like that. But I am. Yeah, yeah. I, my expectation is, if you said, look, do a prediction on the score, it would be yeah. high 80s to 90s. That's what I would say, but... Yeah. That could be well wrong because we've been there plenty of times yeah, before. Yeah. Oh, I know. Get stung. But anyway, Rockstar managed to disappoint, uh, which you wouldn't expect, but maybe you should expect it from them at the end of the day. That's what people they've, do. They've had a bit of a mixed, I wouldn't say a mixed track record. They don't care. They'll shut everyone up when GTA 6 comes out. They know the end that of as it. well. And it's 10 years, yeah. Paul, and they can go, yeah, feet up. Watch that fucking money roll in. Thank you. <laughs> Ridiculous. There's no other, there's no other like developer or publisher that can just sit there mm. and just literally rake in the dough off one game for ten years. It's crazy. It's yeah. mad how that like every well, you time back, you do that's, the... that's one of the early live service games. Yeah, really. I don't. Know, maybe should, maybe never deserved that. There. Well, yeah. GTA Four, I suppose, was that had the online they... elements, but it didn't have any buying or yeah. They, were they fun, updated though. that, though, I'm sure. So they Probably. sort of started tinkering with it in GTA 4. But yeah, what right. they did with GTA 5 is that bloody ridiculous. Well, I'm playing f anyway. 23 at the moment. That's even got its own slate of live service offerings, which I'll get into when I've played it. I've played more than enough of it, to be fair. I'm just going just gonna to tinker with a few more modes, and then we'll sit down, and I'll mm. give you a, an opinion on that. But that certainly was a bit of an eye-opener. To, it shouldn't be an eye-opener, because EA took over and bought Codemasters and published it. So it feels very <laughs> EA. Uh, whether it's a bad or a good thing, we'll find out in due course. Anyway, this is Idle Game Chat. Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast. Patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital's the place to go to put hand in pocket and support us. And you'll be joining the community. That's all I've got to say. Logan's here. Fantasy Gaming Grand Prix. Fantasy Gaming League Grand Prix winner is the full title. Well, you've only got yourself to blame for introducing that, as far as I'm concerned. It's a wow. tricky mouthful. We did, well, before, it was like the Fantasy Gaming League individual champion. Some shit name. didn't have any sort of prestige to it. <laughs> it was annoying. Cause I remember I got these trophies made, and that, yeah, got, yeah. that got etched into it. And then literally a week later, I thought of a new idea. And I was like, well, got to just keep those and have a new engraving done for this new set of trophies. I think I bought a new did trophy. Have a, did you have them re-engraved? 
No, I just bought a new trophy. I bought a bigger one and thought that'll, <laughs> that'll make up for it. That'll make up. That'll, that'll feel like a Grand Prix. It is pretty, well, yeah. Because I haven't. Is that the one that I've got at the minute? You've got the Grand Prix, yeah. I have, have I? Yeah, and the other one's a title belt. Is it's a wrestling belt? The actual Everyone's seen that on the podcast. I don't know if you if you're watching, you may not have seen it, but Logan has got it. It's a good old boy. Uh, I mean, when you consider, I've got a long head as well, yeah, and that spans two thirds of it. A, but yeah, there it is. It's of good quality. I thought. Got old, uh, I mean, so you can't put champagne and drink out of it or fall out the sides. No. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. It feels, but it feels disingenuous to say it's better than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, but I don't know whether the size is a is a good thing or not. I mean, fortunately, I've got a shelf to bung it on. It looks weird without that up there now. It's going to yeah. be weird giving that back. Well, um, you don't get a choice to keep that, unfortunately. But nope. You may well be replacing it with a a championship belt. But speaking of that, we've got the score. Yes. Well, we've got some sort of score for Baldur's Gate three. Whether this stays and sticks or not, I don't know. But it's on a ninety five on Metacritic. So, mm. Adkins in the Fantasy Gaming League laughing. Parky also laughing. That's supercharged his run to try and mm. take a dash at your um, your high scores that you've been setting. We've only got two games left. But yeah, 95 at the moment. That slots it in nicely to where I said it would go. Second in the overall for 2023, which I expect it to kind of hold on to. Might go down to a 94. Might even breach up to a 96. I don't know. But there ain't enough real reviews in to sit that, say that's going to be the score outright because there's still mm. people playing through it. Although we do have a couple, so I thought I'd read some. 96 out of 100. Alberto Lorette from Hobby Concilales or whatever it's called, the one that we like to this is a Spanish one. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 is an outstanding role-playing game, both playable and technical, still with areas to be polished via patch. One that in addition is, is called to become one of the references of the genre by taking some ideas such as the election system and its reactive world to a level that others do not even dream of. That's up to him. But he's fucking verbiage. Well, it's second so- language, isn't it? It's been translated. So it could be their translator. Oh, God, another Spanish one. IGN Spain. Why are they doing the it so Spani- quick? Yeah. They just got feet up. They're asleep all day, aren't they? It's too hot. Siesta. Siesta. <laughs> How long's that for? Global boiling. They're getting boiled. Um, what, well, the weren't boiling in the UK, it's- was it? Right out of summer. No. Temperatures are well, climbing. I'm just... I'm just telling it's, you what hot, they've been saying. It's hot today, to be fair. It's back on it. It so is. Yeah. Maui's in trouble as well, I've seen. Oh, dear. So there might be some uh, some truth in the matter. Anyway, what are we saying? Siesta, when is it? How long for? When it's hot. I don't know. Hmm. Hour or two, I reckon. And they just put feet up for the rest of the afternoon anyway. Well, you could argue they've got feet up all the time over there every time I've gone there. Let's Google it. When is the siesta in Spain? We don't need to cover the important stuff on this. See what Alberto's. <laughs> Apparently, between 2 and 5 p.m. So, I mean, what are they doing? Well, is that the window? They take between 2 and 5 p.m. off. What are they saying? There is no fixed time for a siesta uh, in Spain. Maybe. However, in many regions, the siesta is typically between 2 and 5. It can also start at 1 and last until 6. I mean, so, is that better? I, don't know. I do get hot in the day, so maybe... like this. This time, I'm like done getting boiled in the afternoons and into the evenings like my yeah, house I mean, just gets hotter yeah. and hotter and then at six o'clock in the evening it's just that that's the end of it it's a boiling point yeah yeah it doesn't get cooler it just stays warm then Touch. apparently you're supposed to keep your windows closed and yes. I, uh, it feels counterintuitive but there you go 
No, I so, Baich in La Spagna. Yes, Guillermo Propin. Sorry, Guillermo. 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 Anyway, 10 out of 10. With Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios redefines the meaning of open world and creates a masterpiece that elevates the classic RPG to a new level that will take years to surpass. So, basically, the long and short of it, everyone's loving this game. And um, our cameras are switched. I don't know what's happened there. but It says, you've gone with an unstable internet connection. Well, that's that's interesting for the audience at home. If they're watching, they've seen us switch places. I'll have to take a look at that at some point. But whilst it's being recorded that's... live, I'm not going to bother. What if, if I quickly just turn my camera off, not oh, again? No. Here we go. No, blown it. Oh, really? Yeah. Sort it out. We'll sort it out later. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. Anyway, everyone's loving Baldur's Gate 3. It's the second biggest Steam launch of the year. Behind, what do you think the top Steam launches of the year? If you had to guess. I'll give you a clue, but probably give away the game. Uh, Counter-Strike 2? No, you've played it. Oh, Ragnarok, God of War. Nope. Warzone 2? Nope. Really? For this past year, Steam launch. Steam launch? So it's launched this year. Hmm. Harry. Oh, um, Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. That got a I concurrent... Mean, I completely forgot I fucking played that. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign, but that got that got a concurrent player rate of 879,000 on Steam. Baldur's Gate got itself up to 427, though, and that's, uh, that's pretty good for what you'd think is quite a niche game, but it's definitely blown up, and the scores are reflecting that, so I expect it to continue... With its high to or mid to, to high nineties in there, so look forward to getting my teeth into that one day, but certainly not going to be anytime soon. Anyway, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three has been officially mm. announced to the surprise of no one. Now the rumor had been that they were going to skip a mainline entry this year, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Yes. Um, or at least that's what Activision want us to believe. We'll see when the game comes out how much content is there and whether it does feel like an expansion or a DLC, which is what the rumour was initially. It's going to be releasing on November the 10th and the development is being led by Sledgehammer Games. So you're the Call of Duty man. What, what are your initial thoughts? Because we don't actually have a lot to go on. Um, but I guess we could start with Sledgehammer. I mean, their last outing was... Call of Duty Vanguard in 2021 and Vanguard wasn't well received had a pretty big downturn in sales when you compare it to Black Ops Cold War which came before it and then Modern Warfare 2 which came after it in fact Modern Warfare 2 outsold the lifetime sales of Vanguard within a few weeks of its release so it really got on top of it and critically it wasn't looked upon very favourably um, it was still the best selling game of the year but you know, we compare that to the last games and they, there was like a 36% downturn in sales. So it wasn't so hot. And I guess my question is to you, are we staring down the barrel of another shitter or will Sledgehammer be redeemed in the fact, or be given a chance to redeem themselves because they're not tied by this World War II setting that Vanguard had and they're being given what I would consider the one of the crown jewel brands in terms of modern warfare. That is definitely one of the big one, if not the biggest one. Does that give you a sense of optimism 
or is it just we know it's sledgehammer so therefore toot inbound well i i don't really know about sledgehammer i mean they've released two games and both of them have been world war Two games and neither of them were very good mm. um and the fans didn't like them so i i think i've said to you before i'm surprised they've got a third bite of the cherry um, and they're being given the big dog it yeah i mean i don't know whether they've kind of thought um essentially give you something different to work on but i don't know i just their map design wasn't particularly great and their execution their art style like it, i don't think any of it was was kind of hitting the notes that that treyarch and, and activision have historically hit with it uh, sorry not activision infinity ward um so it's a concern mm. but from what i've read apparently they're doing a, a kind of a bit of a back to basics with the perk system and how enemies appear on the map as red dots when you fire an unsilenced weapon you're a red dot when it's silenced you don't and there's talk of certain perks coming back <clears throat> and the perks will be introduced via gear so mm. depending on the helmet and gloves and trousers and stuff you wear will we'll, we'll give you certain perks and those perks will be available throughout you don't earn them throughout the game stuff like things like that sound promising yeah but i think there's just a general concern about their execution and normally you get three years to develop these games, right? And mm. Sledgehammer released Vanguard two years ago, so they've only had two years to work on this, which is yeah. also a concern. If they can't do it in three years, where's the confidence that they can do it in two? <laughs> what did they do before? It, was, know, it, was, so, it, was it World War Two? the one they did before? Yeah, yeah. So I think it might have even been called Call of go. Duty I've World got, War Two. Got, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I've got the list here. So, 20, so it's 2017... They did Call of Duty World yeah. War Two, and also they did Call of Duty Advanced Warfare back in 2014, and that was their yeah. first. That was their first out on their own. They had done Modern Warfare Three with Infinity Ward sort of overseeing it. So, so essentially mm. they've done on their own, according to Wikipedia, of course, is Advanced Warfare, World War Two, Vanguard, and now soon to be Modern Warfare Three. So that's just slate. All been shit. Well. But it's modern warfare. It does say, it does say here, assisted by Infinity Ward for mm. Modern Warfare Three 2023. So I they're think always they, assisting, I think though. Yeah, I, I I think that's fair. Um, Vanguard was also assisted by Treyarch, High mm. Moon Studios, Beanox, and Raven, and that was a fucking shit show. That game, it really Too many was. Cooks. Well, there is that, yeah. So, look, I think I'll always reserve judgment. Um, I'm glad some of the things that they're talking about is going back to how it was. I mean, it feels like Call of Duty, generally speaking, in some respects, has kind of lost its way a little bit. And it's it's what I've always said over the years. It's kind of this desire to bolt shit on and hmm. change things just because there's something different and you want to change something and try something new. And it's like... I don't really feel like it's worked for them. And without going off on a massive rant, because sales have been through the roof and Warzone's done really well and things like that, like I'm not cop out that argument though, isn't it? Sometimes so I I don't. Why are we? 
Who give, I, I get you have to live in the world of reality where the business stuff does talk to a certain yeah. extent, but if the game, you you know when a community is not happy or generally lukewarm on a product, and yeah. uh, that to me is more telling because just by inertia mm. and brand recognition, Call of Duty is always going to sell. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what yeah, they yeah. put out, they could put out a real absolute pile of shit and it'll still sell well. Yeah. So, I think a lot of people have been burnt lately by how badly warzone 2 has gone mm. um and not even just warzone 2 but the latter part of warzone i think you know when they released warzone 2 there was some elements that people didn't like as much but it was generally like well received because they'd gone back to some of the original kind of original settings from original warzone and then they've fucking meddled with that again and that's just got even worse player base now i think than it had at the end of the warzone era so they've 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 just made a bit of a pig's ear of things, and I, the, the the straw, the final straw, the straw that broke the camel's back for me is they've put bloody Nicki Minaj as a purchasable in Warzone. And it's like, can't we just get back to doing what this game is here mm-hmm. for? Like, there's so much focus now on on purchasables, and really since Fortnite introduced that whole, yep. you know, playing as a famous person or a celebrity. You know, they definitely jumped on that bandwagon. But I really just, I'd love a Call of Duty. And the last Call of Duty that did it was Modern Warfare, where it's kind of like back to basics approach. Mm. Um, Modern Warfare 2 was all right, but I really didn't enjoy the multiplayer on that too much. Um, It just wasn't, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with it, essentially, in terms of play styles. Like, they don't seem to encourage a more tactical or relaxed play style like it always just encourages this frenetic shotgun smg kind of meta Mm. um and like sniper rifles and stuff have just kind of just been rendered redundant in the game and i just want them to go back to this sort of the thing that used to do well is you you can play the game how you want to play it and i think i've said this multiple times before you can it it catered to all different play styles Whereas now it doesn't. It kind of caters to this like frenetic, fast gameplay, um, and that's all you can really do on it. And that is fucking exhausting. You don't want to jump on there after a day's work and deal with that. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've got an open mind about it. I'll play the beta and stuff when it's out to get a bit of a feel for it. But I I really just hope that if Sledgehammer make a make a pigs ear of this that they kind of get removed from the equation to be honest well at some point it'll be phil's responsibility to do any culling if it's needed so we expect in the next six months that will happen although as we found out of the bethesda and the um arcane and uh, redfall situation they a bit too hands-off so maybe phil won't want to be going there tearing things apart initially i don't but... think he will i don't think, I, will I, don't, yeah. I, think I think people expected them to just unearth all this old ip and remake and reimagine all this stuff they're mad because that thing is so big that whole abk activision blizzard yeah. and king like it's, leave it to run itself and it'll be fine it's done, it's done well yeah but it might need to you know i'm sure they'll be accountable to microsoft and they yeah. might over the long term look to get their get their fingers in it a little bit but arguably you've bought a successful company and you don't want to go in there and go, everything you're doing here, we're going to re 
because you go, well, we're just going to f- probably fuck it up. Yeah, so- you, can't, you can't go into that Call of Duty factory, which has about 10 studios supporting in different aspects. And there's a cycle mm. of every year we get one out, every three years for each developer. Like, There's a, there's a process, there's a cadence, there's a, there's a protocol there. You can't go in there and start going, oh, we'll pull High Moon Studio out of the support and get yeah. them to do something else. Like, it's not going to... Mm. You can't just keep doing that because there's a reason why it works the way it works. It's because they've got a lot of hands on a lot of decks working this big yeah. Call of Duty factory. And it is a big juggernaut. Like even just yeah. the Call of Duty element of it is a huge juggernaut. Mm. Um, let alone ABK as a whole. So no. I'd expect it. And I'm, you know, everyone was like, "Oh, they're not going to release anything this year." I was a bit like, mm. "I don't really be believing that." Like, no. why are you not going to use one of these studios that you've got to fucking rake in some dough? I'm going to be um, interested to see those that reported that. Because I think one of them was Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Is usually spot on. Mm. whether when the game comes out and if it's a little bit light on content somewhere they will try and change the narrative and be like well it was an expansion they've just sold you it for a full game do you know what I'm saying they'll try and yeah, yeah. cover yeah. their asses and say look that was a they've, they're having you on with that But it always felt on the cards especially after release of you know how well Modern Warfare did and um, Modern Warfare 2 you kind of thought the next logical step is Modern Warfare 3. But well, when you actually look at the cadence... That's like, what I wanted to ask what, you. Yeah. This is the first time they've ever done back-to-back brands, if you will. Like they've, they've not... Yes. Got, since Modern Warfare... Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, they've always yeah. had a different entry the next year. But it, yeah. they, they're going Modern Warfare 2, and they're going to go Modern Warfare 3 back-to-back years, which is yep. something they've not done before. It seems strange... Well, I don't know whether it's desperate or whether it is linked to it being initially something smaller and then mine's getting changed at the last second. But I don't know what that yeah. says to you because that, that is a cadence they've always stuck to is have something new each year. This is not. This will be a, mm. you know, a back-to-back brand. Yeah. Well, it, I think I'm, I don't want to say something factually incorrect so I'll get the, the police on me. But I'm pretty sure it used to just be Infinity Ward. Well, it was Infinity Ward. Then Tryout come along for, uh, for World at War. Yeah. Um, and then there's this kind of like two-year development cycle that they went through. Yep. And then along came Sledgehammer. That's it. Um, and made it this three-year cycle. Um, but I think going back to the reason why, I think the introduction. So they had Modern Warfare, Bad Warzone, and then when Black Ops Cold War was released, they kind of just jammed Black Ops into Warzone. Mm. I think it's to do with the Warzone. Um, meta and cycle. Uh, yes. So I think it's because tricky. my main annoyance of that is when you turn that war zone on, it says you're playing modern warfare. Yeah. Two. It annoys me. But they've had, they've, I think it was really difficult for them to integrate Black Ops, Cold War, and Vanguard into that, yes. that modern warfare and just chuck all the different guns with the different developers and how that interacts with three different games ultimately was a real pain in the arse for them and you know i i think that what they've done is they've gone right we could really do without that because that didn't really work um because they had for dansk in the original modern warfare and they basically binned that off to account for vanguard and that's when they introduced the new map that come from vanguard and it, it i think the whole thing was just tricky for them to try and maintain so i think what they've done is they've gone right we've got Warzone. Yeah, it's based on modern warfare. We can't be fucking around and going back to different. Like we can't have different era guns in it because it just makes it all a mess. So what we'll do is 
will design something that can integrate and have a roadmap for both Modern Warfare and Warzone as itself. Yeah, that's I've never thought of it that way. That's a good point because, like you said, the integration is that Warzone integration is now key. And to be honest, they had no idea how good or big Warzone was going to be when they first did it, and they'd already had plans for Black Ops, yeah, and Cold War. They'd so already been developed. Like, oh, right? yeah. this is this is kicking off. This, what can we do here? And uh, they, I mean, one of the reasons that they did Warzone Two was to kind of undo some legacy issues that they had and give them a better platform to build off of going forward. So yeah. this, this falls yeah, in yeah. that. I guess my question is, and it's an impossible one to answer, is what happens in 2024? Because sure, we can't we can't be treated to a Modern Warfare 4. They'll have to pull something out of the bag and change it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I wonder whether they'll just look to how they can bring it all together. Mm. Um, you know, do they, do they want to keep jumping around? Like, does it need to jump around in time and yeah. do all that kind of stuff? Or can they just continue um you know they could do one call of duty 2030 like like they can keep it in the modern day and come up with wars and things to do and um it wouldn't surprise me if they continue to do that and i'm fine with it i don't you know i've always enjoyed the world war ii styles but mm. you know the last couple just haven't really worked i think that's fair to say like world war ii wasn't great vanguard wasn't great um yeah, so I think I think it'd be interesting to see where they take it over the next few years and see, you know, will they skip a year? Will they try and do something to to even go a little bit forward without going to advanced warfare? But will they do a, mm -hmm. you know, try and move it forward a little bit but keep it modern? Yeah. Don't know. Interesting. I think the obviously the the, the, the success, sorry, of Warzone does not restrict them necessarily, but it kind of gives them. They don't want to create it's headaches the cash for cow. Yeah, they can't. It's just... such a cash cow. It's yeah. mad. Um, um, and people will expect it to be integrated into the newest version of Call of Duty. So if you're going up in hmm. space doing all sorts of plasma, I mean, how's that going to work? I don't think it. it'll ever go there. No. I mean, I, I'm trying to see if they did at some point. Um, there was like a rail gun and stuff like that, but they just make it so poor in multiplayer that it... <laughs> It just doesn't feature in the meta. So yeah. they, they've got ways of, especially this whole chasing of metas and doing that kind of stuff where everyone wants meta guns, they have they, they can basically pick and choose what is played and what's not played. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I actually thought that they might not release this year whilst they take stock of everything with that Microsoft deal. I wonder whether, because that's been delayed, Maybe ABK have gone, get this fucking game out. Potentially, but you'd have thought that... They, I mean, these things take so long that mm. it's not something they just decided in spring and went, all right, let's, let's pull our fingers out and do this. Maybe mm. maybe when the game ships, you'll look at it and go, that is poor for what the output's really bad. Maybe, maybe it could be something mm. like that, but you'd expect that they were planning to do something. Um, but yeah. I don't know because it's, it's it, it doesn't feel like they should have been because. Sledgehammer shouldn't have been drafted in until next year. No. So what are Treyarch up to then? Because they're the ones that are missing, yeah. aren't they? What have they been up to? Exactly. What have they been up to? They did Black Ops Cold War. Like, yeah. if anything, I was expecting a Black Ops game this year. Yeah. And that's gone. Right. So Maybe that'll get a four-year cadence. That'll be the best one yet. Yeah. Well, everyone really likes Black Ops. It's a it's Treyarch are, are more popular um, amongst the community than, than Infinity Ward are. Yeah, well, Infinity Ward had their heyday, didn't they, back in the day with 
Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, and World at War was always yeah. sort of... I, I liked World at War, but definitely people were like, oh, yeah. it's World War 2, blah, blah, blah. But then as the leadership of Infinity Ward left and ended up going at Respawn, and they did yeah, Titanfall, yeah. you saw that Treyarch were able to kind of take that mental. But... Yeah, and a lot of people prefer their map design and things. Yeah. Like It's just preference over how their games play and their... They've got slightly different engine that they use and stuff. So it is interesting to see, but um, I am surprised that Sledgehammer got another another shot at it. I mean, they're very lucky boys as far as I'm concerned. Well, <laughs> boys and girls. Oh, dear. Right, that'll do. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 uh, 3. I'm sure that if and when you get access to some sort of beta, we'll return with some impressions on that. But, as usual, we'll close out the episode with some impressions and it's going to be persona 5 royal edition royal which is why i spent the vast majority of this year playing so it's time <laughs> to, to get that bastard out so that'll be sitting with you for the next 40 minutes or so i'll try and i actually think we go completely off piste in that for several minutes yeah. talking about dlc and what was included and what wasn't i remember we got the end of it thinking i'm not sure we spoke too much about the game but we did, we did, did we? but I think we we spent a lot of time covering value and and various mm. other things and the differences and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't think we went too we, well. We, it's not unsurprising that we'd go off piste, but no. I don't. I think generally we kept to the topic at hand, but right. whether it helps people make a decision around well, whether it's for them or not, I don't know. I doubt that, and that's not what it's designed <laughs> to do. It's designed for them to listen to the ramblings of. Mad Anyway, yeah. Persona 5 Royal is coming. That will close out the, the this edition of Idle Game Chat. So we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the DIMP Digital Voicemail Service. Please leave a message after the tone. Tom Adcock, aka Pac-Man, talking about the 2022 game, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, thoughts on this game? So I'm not massive or as keen as others tend to be on this game series. Um, I enjoyed the first one, but didn't love it. And uh, yeah, to be honest, it's probably a same, similar situation with this one. Um, the things I didn't like, I can't remember if they're the same actually, but I wasn't very keen on the puzzling on this game. All those stupid doors with reflecting light and confusing water puzzles that just frustrated me. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, is that the, the only thing I didn't like? I mean, it was quite repetitive, I found, as in there were more enemy types than the first game, but still not hundreds not as many as i wanted to see the upgrade that i wanted um and i'm just not i'm not mad keen on the setting if i'm honest i seen i much prefer greek mythology rather than norse so popping along to elgenheim or wherever just doesn't really interest me particularly um positives um combat is very good again um Characters are really good. Um, so obviously, Kratos and his son, very good. Um, the the baddies in the game, Odin and Thor, fantastic. Especially Odin, great um, 
work there uh and then some of the sort of supporting characters uh freya good in a like a, a bigger role this time or a more supporting role i guess um boss fights were better than in the first game um they were more varied and actually quite fun uh, puzzly some of them um so enjoyed that so that's about it really as for a rating um i'm gonna come in at silver um and it's fine to hang on my wall of glory or whatever it's called because um, it's good i just don't think these games are as great as everyone but still had fun enjoyed it and would recommend you play it I mean, you're probably going to love it a lot more than me, is the truth. Take care. Here we are then, back with some game impressions. To close out this edition of Idle Game Chat, you got apps and Logan here, who's probably returned. There's no guarantee that you were doing the first part, but it's a good. If you were betting, this is what you'd bet on. This combination was kicking <laughs> off and going through the podcast. But... It's the most likely combination, isn't it? At like, present. it'd be odds on. Yeah, and um, if it wasn't, then who knows what's happened. Mm. Probably means you're... absolute bust up and I've walked out over could, pay. Could be that. Um, there's no pay to walk out over, though. <laughs> I say you get around these unions, you don't pay anyone. <laughs> all volunteer <laughs> work. All, all voluntary charity In work. In the guise of it. a hobby or yeah. whatever you do. Yeah, uh, agreed. Exactly. But I'm here to talk about Persona 5 Royal, mm. which is the latest mainline Persona game. Yeah. Not what I just called it, Persona Five, Persona Royale Five. You went no. Yes, it's <laughs> it's because that battle. Now, is it Battle Royale or Battle Royale? Well, it's Battle Royale. Is that how it's always it's like... written in like the descriptions and stuff? Does it have yeah. that, or people just yeah. okay? Yeah. So Fortnite is a Battle Royale. Mm. I don't know. There must be this Royale is... element. Must be fight to the end. Yeah. Fight to the death. Yes. I mean, there's a film going way back. I think it's, again, this is where I get a bit, I've, I'll trick myself and think, have I remember this crazy? But there was, a, there was a Japanese film called Battle, I think it was called Battle Royale. It's yeah. the first time I sort of heard it coined. And also in wrestling, they do those Battle Royales where you chuck each other over the top rope and the last yeah, person in yeah. the ring is yeah. the winner. So that's how I initially heard it. And then it started seeping into this game's to Why that, don't we do that as a, in a fucking a, huge map and... Yeah. And I mean, we'd, we're off piece here because this is absolutely nothing to do with Well, Persona I think it's important 5. because Persona 5 Royal, I've heard people, a lot of people call it Royale. Yeah. It's not, it's Royal. And I can't, I've still not been able to make that connection as to why it's called Royal, really, because the game's not really about that. Re- I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, I'd say. Um, but Hunger yeah. Games clearly yes. was inspired by Battle Royale, the film. And that's a, that is a brutal film, that, that that original if I remember correctly I've only watched it once I was like Jesus I might have to go back and try and find the genesis of the term Battle Royale because I don't it must have come from that film that appears to be like the first when was the film out? 2000 well they was doing that in wrestling well before that they had Battle Royales before that film came out so I can't believe that wrestling invented it it must have been stolen from somewhere else but yeah, I don't know. That's a bit of homework for me to do today. Yeah, and maybe on a future anyway. episode, you'll yeah. come back and say, "Oh, remember that answer for Persona Five Royale? I've got it." <laughs> and in fact, the way that things are timed, that answer might come before people hear this, so it'd be really out of sync. Because <laughs> I'll forget that this conversation happened. 
<laughs> it shouldn't have happened, but it has. It's yes. a little bit of a. It's kind of like um, podcast extras. Yes, I'd say from a podcast that this probably has no bearing on or relation to. We're yeah. both wearing different t-shirts, although the way I'm yeah. going, I think I've got two t-shirts or polos in cycle at the minute. So, well, I've only got three colours that I wear, so there's a good chance that I'll be wearing the same uh, t-shirt colours. There's, there's a one in three chance of that, so. Who knows? The continuity might well be there for both of us. Mm, anyway, we'll Persona 5 Royal, I'll hand over to you yes. to control what is going to be asked and not asked, and I'll be quiet until I'm summoned. Yep, that's fine. So I think I'm still interested and a little bit surprised that these sort of games have taken you. Obviously, we did a, a um, Persona 4 mm. review not so long ago, and you pretty much... Unusually, I'd say for you, go from like one big game like that into another. We've obviously been through the fact that you didn't feel the need to touch Persona 3 and whatnot before because you think that's going to get remastered and all the other ones are pretty much irrelevant. So Persona yeah. 4 was your first foray into this franchise and then you obviously loved it so much that you went for, wow. for Persona 5. So here we are. Yes. The only reason I so, really played it, I'll give yeah. one reason. One, I did enjoy Persona 4 Golden yeah. greatly. Had some issues because it's fucking old. I think I said that. It's crude was the word yeah. I used. But um, it was the fear of Phil taking it off Game Pass. And I know, knowing it's a long game, and look, I, I played this mm. for 140 hours, I think my save clocked in at. And yeah. I probably played it in excess of that because... At least once, I remember reloading an earlier save for whatever reason. I can't remember why. It wasn't like like hours yeah. earlier, but I've did that a few times, so it's probably close to one, four, five hours. And I knew that would take a lot of time. Mm. And I thought, well, Phil doesn't really give notice of these things coming off. And I think October twenty twenty three will mark a year that it went on, mm. a year or so. And I thought that's going to be the probably the earliest it's going to come off. And rather than miss the boat. Let's just get into it whilst we're kind of mm. hot on this persona ride. And um, do you think that- it'd be good? And this is this is a little bit of podcast extras that we're getting into here. But do you think it'd be good if they would had a date when it was kind of like yeah. estimated removal date? Earliest time of removal. Thank you. Yeah. That's all it needs. Yeah. And yeah, they, yeah. they just won't because they don't want anyone to know what's been agreed or not agreed i guess yeah but i suppose yeah mostly stuff stays on there for a minimum of a year I and mean, i have seen exceptions to this and this is always the worry and um this is why this game pass malarkey sometimes gets up my nose but you know it it feels like a small price to pay for the value at the end of the day and i think yeah that's, it does I think yeah, that's yeah. ultimately that what we the, the, the yeah. side that we fall on but doesn't mean i'm going to indefinitely subscribe to it that's the warning that's the warning shot fired to fill there's not now the price is going up as well. I got that email no, the other day. So I know you've, you you're pretty good at building up, stacking it, uh, yeah. But um, now the price is going to be going up in future. It does make you did a you little bit more did that make you think? Hmm. No, or, no, didn't no. Think. I mean, I'm I'm broadly comfortable with the value that I yeah. get from it. To yeah. be honest, I you know I'm not too worried about an extra twelve pound a year or whatever it is. It's not you know, fundamentally changing my perspective on it. But there would get a point if it was, you know, £15 a month to yeah. £18. Like it's, it starts going, hmm. Was, you I, know, was um, I spending that amount per year on games anyway? And is, that's right. You, so that's, then it, yeah. And, and then it becomes that discussion, do I buy games, trade them? Like it, it, it becomes a different thing. But I think arguably, you know, I do get my 
my you know i've just started far cry 5 for example yeah. like that and things like that like gives you the option to just go to things that you otherwise wouldn't have played but uh yeah i think it's an interesting point to know you know the, the fact that you went from one to another so quickly and you know that's got the potential to introduce fatigue earlier and impact your view of the game and things so so i wanted to get that in there just to say so, this you can yeah. get far cry 5 for eight quid yeah yeah so you finish yeah, it in a month yeah. or you've blown 15 or 13 quid or whatever it is. Well, I've also got other stuff. Ah, and I, like, it's just go. in addition. But what my point is, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I fancy giving that yeah, a go. Yeah. Like, and you, like, you don't have to look how much it is. You don't have to go out and get it. You, don't, you, you nah. just go there and you go, download, done. done. Like, And you can do that for multiple different things. I gave Need for Speed a go as well, which, by the way, was shy and binned. But <laughs> it gives you that chance like to just yeah. go, is this any good? And then if it's not, you can, you can just sort of cut your ties with it. No no questions asked anyway mm. persona 5 royal, royal edition yeah it is the royal edition <laughs> also with with game pass yeah it um it automatically downloads and gives you the dlc that it had which i wasn't really aware of to be honest it's called like the treasure trove mm. set something right. along those lines which gives you a real boost to start with in terms of finances so i was very rarely was i even close to running out of money that's usually, Interesting. that's usually something you have to be a little bit mindful of. Not too much, because you can sell all your old equipment and stuff and regain yeah. money. It's not the end of the world, but it mm. definitely gave me a boost. And it also gives you access to um, unique personas that you can't find in the world that are from previous games. Mm. And they are powerful. Like, they are pretty powerful. I don't think it necessarily... Well, put it this way. On level one, you could you could access a level 99 or level 90 if you wanted in the game, you can't do that naturally. Like, it doesn't let you grab mm. a persona that's overpowered than what you are. So, you've got how did Ronnie your... feel about this? Well, I didn't use them unless I was at the right yeah. level, so I had to install yeah. some level. Otherwise, you just, I would have just put 90 on and just walked through the early part of the game. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. a particularly challenging game either, I must say. I mean, this is something we'll probably get into later, but it wasn't particularly challenging, mm. so I never felt the need to really yeah. stretch the limits of what is acceptable. But that's worth noting that I had a massive leg up, really, I feel like, at the start of the game. Just off the bat, that you have this treasure trove DLC and all these personas and whatnot. And, mm. you know, I think I would have got through it without them, certainly. But it made things that perhaps maybe got would have got a bit stressful, less so, because the mm. resistance wasn't quite there. And that's... Uh, I'm not sure you even asked the question, but I just butted in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whilst I remember, for, I'll, I'll mention it. I mean, to be fair, though, you know, we're, we're, we're in cards on the table, basically, here yeah. anyway, introducing the game and whatnot. And I think that is a valid point in terms of cards on the table and how your version, if you like, or your experience of the game might be slightly different to someone picked up the the OG vanilla version when it when it originally well, came out. Even when Royal, did it originally it, come out? It must so be 2020 or something? So here's the thing. You had Persona 5, original, vanilla, that's the true vanilla, came out worldwide in 2017. Cool. Then, then the Royal edition came out in 2020, March. Yeah. So Royal adds a new chunk of the story so a brand yeah. a new semester like there's, there's the three semesters in in royal in the vanilla game there's only two so there's like, like mm. an extended kind of story part and it adds a load of other like quality of life improvements to the game as well so royal is the version you want to be playing i guess is yeah. for advice out there for people because and it scored just... really well didn't it? oh yeah so I this is like in one of my draft teams yes. so i was like cool these, this series of games is absolutely loved critically. They're in the 90s all the time. 
Yeah. And again, it's because they're giving it to people that like those games. Like, I think if we mm. gave the game to you, you'd have a different perspective. And it's always that we always have that conversation. Base about... combat generally always loses ten points for me. Well, if you want to score well, you're better off having a real niche game and making sure only the niche people get it. When you try and yeah. burst that into the mainstream, you get all manner of people playing it who shouldn't have their hands on it, criticising it from all sides. A like Far Cry every year gets cracked on because maybe because it's a bit vanilla, but also because yeah. everyone plays it and everyone has mm. an opinion of it, regardless of taste. So yeah, yeah, it's difficult. Whereas these games have got a very targeted audience which is probably small in comparison but mm. they know what they're doing when it comes to yeah. serving that audience yeah. which is what you're after really yeah fair enough so, yeah i think in terms of cards on the table we've basically covered everything we haven't been explicit but you played this on your series x yep correct played it on, on that. Was, game pass i was tempted to try it on pc um but i didn't it has that play anywhere option where you can transfer yeah. saves and just play it on there but i thought you know what there's, there's no need here so mm. series x Ran like butter, as I said. I think I said this in Persona 4 Golden. The, the last game you need running like butter, really. It's not going to make much of a difference. But it's a nice presentational uplift, I guess. And you'd rather have it than not have it at the mm. end of the day. And this, this, yeah, was yeah. The, this was the royal edition with the Treasure Trove DLC installed and bolted on. So it was the, the full package, if you will. Can you play it without that, Tut? Or does it kind of like, because it comes with it, it's there? I think, so if you bought it at the shop, you I don't think you necessarily get it. I think this is a Game Pass kind of perk they've added, yeah. that you, you get the DLC along with it. Okay. Um, I could be wrong about that, though. I could. Did I you could, play through the DLC? Well, the DLC doesn't really... So the game is treated Getting as though... really into the weeds. I'm, I've completely thrown out an agenda and just asked no, a shit fine. question. So the way this story works is you'll just you won't know that it's a it's an extended bit, okay. Unless you played it before, where it, where it ended at X point, now it ends at Y, so it ends at okay. a different point. It goes further, basically. Mm. Uh, in terms of the DLC stuff, it's not like you because it's all items and in-game stuff, and not necessarily quests or content okay. in that sense. It's just there in your inventory when you when you start. You just start the game with you know extra money that I wouldn't have known I wouldn't have started with yeah. unless I looked it up. I thought, fuck me, they've given me a lot of money here. Turns out okay. it's because that treasure trove is there lurking. And the same, same with the access to the personas. Yes. Why would you buy the DLC if you only had the vanilla? That's a good question. Because Royal, if, I, if my assumption is correct, wouldn't have the um, treasure trove by default. You have to buy it separately. You know what? I don't actually know. Pull him out! I really don't well, know why you would... Well, I don't know. I don't know why people would buy no, no. why you would pay extra yeah. money for it. Because, yes, yeah. it makes your life easier. But yeah. as far as I can tell, there's no essential content there. And, you know, Interesting. If you're, if you're a long-time fan and you want to mm. use Personas from Persona 3, Persona 4, etc., and different variations of those, I suppose that might be a reason enough yeah. to add them. But in general... I'm not convinced it would be that valuable unless you wanted an easier ride. So are we yeah. Are we now doing pay to win? I don't know. Interesting. No, I just thought I'd probe on that a little bit because it sounded, I was like, well, what, what DLC normally includes like an extra storyline or some additional content and whatnot. And by the sounds of it, it does a little bit, but not an awful lot. And it's basically, as you say, just like money and consumables. Like feels a bit of an odd way it's more of an add-on than a DLC. Uh, that might be squabbling over small change, but um, well, yeah, I, could, okay. I, I may well have got it wrong. It may be that the original game had this treasure trove access, and Royal 
bundles it all in. Mm. Um, so don't because this is the thing with Game Pass. I don't know because I just downloaded yeah, yeah, it and, it and it was yeah. all there. But it it could well be because um, I'm sure there's like an ultimate edition of this that was lurking for Royal. And it comes I with... Mean, yeah, uh, there is, there is. So this is not my dish. I'm just looking at this PlayStation store because Xbox is like, well, you've got Game Pass. Don't worry. I'm like, well, I need to see the facts, <laughs> Phil. So I need to go elsewhere to find it. Yeah, Persona 5 Royal Ultimate Edition includes the game. Persona 5 Royal DLC pack. Yeah, it's basically costumes. There's costumes and shit in there as well, I forgot, which I never used, and other mm. items. So, I mean, why you would buy that, I, I couldn't okay. necessarily tell you. Um yeah, it's a tricky one, but I won't complain because it was all just sitting there for me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's there. It's like, well, there you go, yeah, soundtrack being added. So you can add new soundtracks in, like, the, the Velvet. To be fair, room. a lot of people like the music in Persona and listen to it on playlists and streams and stuff. Like, I have yeah. seen a lot of that happening, so that's not unsurprising. But interesting, no. I thought I'd just probe you on that a little bit because I was a bit like, hmm. Steve wasn't quite adding it all up in his head and coming out with a, no. a value add there for a DLC. So I thought I'd see what you reckon on it. I mean, it's tricky because it's saying sometimes on the PlayStation Store it's saying the DLC's free. I don't, I don't be knowing now. I'm confused myself, but you know, all it's right. there. It's there if you download it on Game Pass and it'll be automatically added. And you'll have that's no all you need to that. worry about for this, I think. And then yeah. if you if you're concerned about it, do your research. Is what I'd say. And come yes. to your own conclusions. Sort yourselves so, out. Let's get into the meat 20 minutes later, shall we? So, mm. Persona 5, Royal, what do you like about this game? What brought you back to Persona 5 after Persona 4? Obviously, other than the fact that it was the, the, the time in peace was a concern. And what did you particularly like about this edition that, that kept you going for nearly 145 hours? So, the reason I went back, excluding the the time limit that Phil put on your gaming time these days artificially to get more money out of you, the greedy bastard, uh, no, is I knew, I basically knew that this is this was a more modernised, better version of Persona in terms of mm. the quality of life improvements. And I didn't realise how... It, basically, the headline is almost everything in Persona 5 Royal is better than what's in Persona 4 Golden. Mm-hmm almost everything then the only two exceptions really are i'd say yeah. the soundtrack is marginally better in persona 4 golden but that's like interesting know, platinum mm. level soundtrack so and this is close so it's not like it's a disgrace it's it's probably mm. on the same level just i preferred the persona 4 golden soundtrack and i would say that the characters in persona 4 golden are better as well just like the the individuals that you encounter their sort of stories how they behave Type, you know, day to day, the actual characters in Persona 4 Golden are, are better. Um, but the narrative, the overall arc in narrative, what happens in Persona 5 Rural, I believe is better. Mm. Um, so that's the, the, the kind of change there. But then just in terms of when you play the game, it's just everything. Everything is improved in one way or another. Better, uh, easier for to understand on board you much quicker into the dungeons and the, the palaces, which they're called the dungeons now aren't these fucking hallways that are generated randomly, depending on what floor you go mm. on. They are levels that have been handcrafted and created with shortcuts that you can find secrets, etc., etc. They're actually explorable areas that you want to go around and look at 
Everything. Literally, I could sit there, you could name any item of the game, and I'd say, yep, it's better in Persona 5 Royal <laughs> in most cases. It's just presentation, slicker, better, bigger areas to do. The the restrictive saving is is still slightly restrictive, but much better than what we had in Persona 4 Golden. Fast yeah. traveling around easier. Stupid small things like you can go on the map and check where people are. So if you want to go and say hello to someone, you can just find them on the map and then fast travel over there rather than guessing if they're there or not because it's it's Tuesday yeah. and not Wednesday. Quality of life improvements then, it's just the, as well. It's yeah. unbelievable how much... Well, it's not really because of the, the gap between the games. Mm. I think 2008 Persona 4 originally came out and this was right. 2017, 2018. So they had plenty yeah. of time to get on with it and they the, they did get on with it. But yeah, mm. the highlight is almost everything is better in Persona 5 Royal than it is Persona 4 Golden, which is a, yeah. a resounding success really. Yeah, I think uh, it's always good when they, you, you don't see complacency in certain bits. Like they've clearly mm. identified where they can, you know, almost on a roadmap go, we can take each of these tracks forward yeah. in a way that we want to, um, rather than just doing a few bits and then leaving some of the rest of it as it is. It's nice to hear that they've actually gone, do you know what? We want to make a, everything better. And yeah. they, they have done. Even just um, small things, like in some of the bigger battles, if you mm. die during it, it will say, do you want to go back to your last save point, which may which will probably be manual and could be you know, 10 minutes ago. Back. 20, or it could be a while. Yeah, if, you've, if you've been a bit sloppy, yeah. it could be hours back. Or it says, do you want to start restart the battle? Yeah. So at that point, you're given the option. You say, do I need to change my loadout and equipment? Okay, I'll load my last save. Or, no, I just got a bit unlucky there or I got the tactics yeah, yeah. wrong. Let's jump straight back in. Even just things like that, it makes yeah. fighting the bosses less punishing and just doesn't take away much of the challenge. What's the challenge of me running towards the boss room again? There isn't any. This is my problem with like Bloodborne and things. It would, You'd get stuck on a boss, but to get to the boss, you'd have to run through five minutes of toot to get there. And you're like, well... And that's where it can grate on you, right? Because if you, you're just going through the motions and you get sloppy and you get hit and you go, ah. Yeah. Oh. And to right. its credit, think- Elden Ring, for the most part, fixed that. They added the stakes of, I think it's Makira, I think it is, which right. is basically a checkpoint outside the boss room. So they knew. Even, they, even yeah. they knew that's nonsense and eventually put a system in place. And it's similar here. I mean, this is, again, I'm comparing a very old game to a more modern game. Yeah. And just the change in philosophy is quite... It's refreshing to see because mm. I don't know. Forever, I'm always thinking these developers are up their own ass so much that they just double down on things because that's the way they are, Chris. That's the way they do it. That's just the way we do it. Sorry, that's the design. That's the, that's the vision of the game. And you're kind of sitting there going, "Well, it's fucking shit, though, isn't it?" <laughs> so now we've got the opportunity here where they've kind of uh, added lots of quality of life improvements and, mm. and made the game far more approachable. Far more approachable. Yeah. No, it's good to hear. And as you say, those sometimes for me when I play older games, it's those elements of games, modern games that you you, you miss. And yeah. it's always simple things. It is like how the saving works and yeah. some basic additions that are just quality of life changes <laughs> that just aren't there. Um, and it almost, you know, I don't think you should underestimate the difference that they can make to the playability of a game. Yeah. Um, especially when you just kind of expect it and then they're not there. Like for you to go back and play something like Persona 4 uh, that is 15 years old, like 
that that is noticeable yeah. in the game. Yeah. Like you, you do judge those games by today's standards in terms of what but is. Isn't it odd gone. that I would imagine there's no technical restriction on that? They weren't waiting for the next generation mm. of consoles to implement those ideas. They no. just, just at some point someone sat there and went, "Why are we mm. doing it this way?" Like yeah. it's, it's just an idea thing. Like, yeah. that- but it's one of the problems with like retro gaming. Yeah. Is like saving. And I think people forget this. Like saving, even on the PlayStation, was like <laughs> a horrendous experience. There was no real concept of auto save. Like no. it would checkpoint at certain points in the game, mm. but largely, if you fucked it up and hadn't yeah. saved, like you could lose so much, and it just makes you just go, yeah. "Oh, what are we do?" Like, and you have to put it down for a bit because you think I can't do all that again. Like it breaks your soul. That's why that um, Nintendo Switch Online, you can play like SNES and mm. NES games and older shit on there. You can, it's oh, the the system's built in like a checkpoint system, a manual save system mm. for you. So you can and you can rewind the game. Yeah. So you you're never going to suffer the the same fates as you suffered when you were younger and got to the bitter mm. end of a level and then died and it went well back to the beginning you go you go oh no I'll just rewind that bit thank you and it makes it does make the games comically easy but yeah. then I also think god the amount of times I'm using this how how did I get through any of these games and the, the truth was I didn't back in the day really no, get through a, a handful of best is one oh. that just always got the best to me like yeah. I could never ever get past a certain point on golden axe and I yeah. was just like fucking hell you could why now. is this so hard well, you could now. To be honest, I think there's also a point where because you get because it's so easy now to use that that tool, mm, you don't yeah. get you don't get any better at the game because you just don't learn. You don't need to learn from your mistakes. No, I think eventually, no. if you would, you know, if you put your mind to it, you could get past Golden Axe back in the day, sort of natively. Yeah, but yeah, with probably, the option yeah. there, without that crutch, you're like, well, yeah. know, it's that. But give me that on sixty hundred and twenty frames, and I'll play it easy. Yeah. Um. So broadly. You know, in terms of things that you liked, everything is basically it, where you're at. It's pretty universal, yeah. There's very few. <laughs> anything that's a problem really is just a, a nitpick. I mean, you could argue 140 yeah. hours is ridiculous, and it is in some ways. Well, it, I, I, it is in I, some I, ways. Um, it depends. If it's 140 hours, like I spent on Assassin's Creed, then yes, like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> that is that is ridiculous. But, if it's it's all a matter of time and investment. I mean, I've spent more than 140 hours on Fortnite. I've spent more than 140 hours on Rocket yeah, League. I've spent yeah. more than 140 hours on Warzone. Like, yep. it's it's arbitrary numbers in the end, as long True. as the time that you have spent is sort of viewed as time well spent in the majority. Yeah. Um, because I look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla and go, well, really? But I don't idea. look at Rocket League and go, really or do you know what i mean it, it has to be taken in context of that yes yeah i mean but even then i didn't i mean maybe there's undoubtedly a couple of times it's a bit like but mm. just walk away from it that's what i've learned you just don't don't force the issue yeah and then you if it ain't happening and you ain't loving it then walk away walk away from it come back to come it another away. day yeah exactly i'll problem. do that on the reg i'll go yeah no tonight ain't the night i'm too tired it's not happening for whatever reason the brain ain't talking to the fingers and the fingers ain't talking to the brain and the game's pissing me off, so yeah. let's walk away from it all. That's the way um, to do you it. Can, any game can give you some form of fatigue, whether you're 10, 20, 30, 100 hours into it. So, yeah. you know, you just have to be wary of that and go, am I overdoing this? Is this partly my fault? Yes. Right. Is it a problem? So, Is it a me problem? Yeah, basically. So, 
we, you know, we briefly touched on it, but are there things that you want to call out that when you're playing it, you're like, this is not, this is not what I want. I didn't enjoy it. You know, anything noticeably broken or yeah, nothing, nothing noticeably broken at all. It's a really clean game from that perspective. Performance-wise, it there's not a lot of performance that needs to be running, but it, for what it, you know, for what it's aiming to do, it does perfectly You'll fine. You'll be surprised. Yeah, I know it's true. It's true. Some things you look at and think, why is that struggling? And it, you know, there's a reason behind it. But for this, nope, it was fine. Um, I mean, this. There's gripes. A, I think there's Small a. And this gripes. is. This is. I mean, this is a gripe, but it's not a, a deal breaker in it. But I feel like the the added royal semester, like the the thing that's unique mm. about playing this game, is it adds new characters as well. Um, and I, I remember one of my main criticisms of Persona Four Golden was I ended up with some ending that didn't get to the f- third yeah. semester because the game in its infinite wisdom, decided that if you want to get that, you've got to really jump through some very specific hoops. Now, there are specific hoops with Royal you have to do, and I went through them without knowing. You know, I just bumbled through them, which is fine. Mm. I'm happy. That's that's not a problem. They're they're much less of an arduous process to get through. And, And if you've played Persona 5, and then you play Persona 5 Royal, it will almost mm. be immediately... You'll know what you're supposed to do based on the new characters that are introduced. It's kind okay. of like, okay, those new characters, I should spend time getting to know them because mm. it, will, it will require some level of interaction with them to get to unlock sort of the final part of it. So if you're, okay. if you're, if you're a veteran coming into it, you probably will, would have guessed already what the, the idea is to do. I did it without knowing, naturally, just sort of it felt... Lucked you know, out. Like, maybe lucked out which is fine. But my small gripe is that actually it's very apparent when the original game was going to end because there's, there's, as with most games, there's a crescendo building and whatnot. Yeah. And it almost sort of peaks too early because of that. Like yeah. it, it's this, it's, it's this massive like moment that's kicking off and whatnot. And then it's sort of yeah. like, oh, you're not quite done yet because we've got this, this Royal content yeah, to yeah. go through. I mean, that is yeah. a tiny small gripe, but mm. It it did it was noticeable sort of having to go back into the the doldrums after that I was like oh that's, you know I feel like I've I'm done almost at yeah. this stage and and to its credit the final the, the extra sort of semester is intriguing um the what they are saying and, and doing there from a story perspective is really compelling but it 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 probably didn't quite reach the heights of you know where the where the original ended just in terms of everything's building towards that. Mm. And um, this felt like more of an epilogue, if you will, than, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. than a continuation or an expansion of the of the core story. Um, yeah. And that's how I describe it. And that is a small gripe because it was still good content. It's just that pacing-wise, I was noticed to be like, whoa, that was, uh, that was something to then sort of be going back into the, the mundane things of going to school. So how, can we, how do we deal with that? Maybe that's just one of those things, like when we play through the division, it's just... Sometimes yeah. tricky to 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 know. To, to know what was OG versus um, additional content, and sometimes it is tricky to to play games with DLC all in one, you know, without a gap in between or coming back to it because it can seem unnatural yeah. in some ways. Um, yeah. It's a fair point to call out, I think. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's for me, it was clear that what happened. Mm. I was like, okay, I'm fine with this because I. 
knew that there's an extension. This is what these games are. There's no point in having the raw edition if they're not going to add, you know, story for people to to go and get their teeth mm. into. Mm. It's just that it felt um, it felt a little bit strange to go through that phase. It's clearly I'm not going to say it's an afterthought, but it didn't make the the, the original cut. So to a certain extent, mm. it was it's, it's added content, it and, and it feels <laughs> it feels like it. But it is compelling. It is good. It's not yeah. it's not throwaway tour. It's not. You know, other other epilogues that I've played, you think, fuck me. What's the point in this? It's like that fucking Lord of the Rings. People say the end of that goes downhill because it just gets boring. Well, the film? Well, I've never, I can't remember. I've seen them, but, you know, you know as far as I remember, there's this big thing about the rings and it's like, we're going to spend 40 minutes doing wrap up and people are like, Yeah, well. I mean, that's a fair point. It just ties it. Yeah. I mean... I know what you're trying to say. You kind of think it feels like it should almost, to a certain extent, end. I always wondered, imagine if the story Lord of the Rings just ended where it just falls in and you see the ring in the light just falling down and they're just black screens. Because it ends the earth or whatever. You go, What's well, you're there? like, did, did, it, did the, Lord, the ring melt? What happened? I'm not going to say Imagine it. how pissed off the crowd would be. I'm not going to say like what Inception. it is, but there's a TV show that does that. People that, people that have seen it will know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's really un- unbelievable. People fucking love it as well. They try and make excuses for it, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't like it when they. The one that still annoys me is Inception. It really bothers me right. that yeah. they don't confirm that because the one thing you want to come away is knowing is is well, knowing. And I get there's an argument that you know yeah. of intrigue in terms of leaving it, but you're playing with fire, aren't you? When you do that to people. Yeah. you're asking the audience to pull things out of their ass if they're not paying attention and asking them to do other things but yeah this is this is not that though this is a good no. good you know way to close it out if albeit that you'd kind of mm-hmm. you, your energy might be depleted from the the previous kind of obvious um, closing of the the original sort of arc but yeah, no, none, nonetheless good overall and i said the overall narrative is very good yeah. So I think then it's fair that we bring this to the finale of the review, mm. um, which is us in the proverbial limo pulling up to the to the mm. gaming gallery and asking whether we get the keys out or not. And I think that feels like it should be a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah, it's a banker to, to unlock the doors, yeah. head into the gallery so for sure. We head in, we go to your wing... Have we called them wings? Is Person. that still a thing? I can't remember Personal now. exhibition? Person. Yep. Yep, go down there, see what's in there. Lots of good Mine's games. Mine's on the top floor, it ain't downstairs. Well. You work your way up there. It's a level, I'd say. So as you sort of walk through and there's sort of five Rooftop or Rooftop exhibition I've got with canopies over it so it's not getting the, that dirty old water on there. It's all been fought out. All right, you can have the rooftop as COO. CEO, yeah. sorry. You're not operation. Uh, so yeah, we walk through, walk past Persona Four. Yep. Because it, uh, it feels fair that it should go next to it. Mm. Um, so what what do you give it? Hmm. I'm going to give to engrave, engrave the. Yeah, go I'm on. Gonna make a mistake, do I? Because once he starts, <laughs> you can't, can't undo it. Once it's locked in, you yeah. can't back out. I'm going to give Persona 5 Rule a platinum. Cool. 
I did. I thought he might, but I thought he's going to err on the side of. I definitely swayed between gold and yeah. platinum, and then I thought, you know what? I enjoyed it so much that really the the the, the gripes I had are, are small potatoes. Mm. They are really minor potatoes. It like everything else is just so yeah. much better, and I think having that baseline of Persona mm. Four Golden probably exaggerates my enjoyment somewhat because I had to go through the difficult times of Persona 4 Golden. So I've got that yeah. real world experience of going through mm. it and time invested. Um, had I come into it fresh, I may not have been as impressed, but mm. it was it was a worthwhile process to go through, just seeing the, the improvement from one game to another and seeing what can be done mm. with a true sequel when it's given time and they've really put their minds to it. Like it yeah. really is. I just assume a, you gave four a gold. No, I didn't. I gave it a bronze. Because I was sick of the, because of the archaic. Well, I think look, I think in its day, it probably yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't have blinked yeah, yeah. it. But the problems I always highlight is in 2023 when I played that, it you know the save system was cack. The yeah, dungeons right. were boring to a certain extent. There was all this mm. archaic nonsense you had to put up. It doesn't onboard you. All of that is just completely resolved. And then you've got a great story on top. Great characters. Yeah. Great soundtrack. They've improved things in the combat, added new depth to that and really mm. just done an upstanding job. There's really very little to pick pick this up on and say, yeah, it's bad. I mean, you, you, None of it's no, bad. I mean, in a good way, you are, you know, if there's something there to pick up on and be critical about, I feel like you would, you know, yeah. you're very good at not allowing a destiny syndrome to creep in. You're very good at being objective and you're very good at mm. calling out the bullshit when it's there. So... You know, if you to sit there and you go, everything's improved, and the only thing I can pull out is the fact that the DLC didn't hit the same heights, but still very good. Like, mm. that 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 speaks volumes, really. Yeah. You know, it, to to the quality of the game that you've just played. Yeah. And it, by the way, it really is high quality. I've just gone back to check on what this is on um, on Open Critic, and it got ninety four. Yeah. The ninety eight percent critic. Recommends. I mean, who I mean, that is recommending that? It must have. Yeah. It's I just mad, don't see how, just... if you're not into these games, that you don't mm. just fall in love with this. I guess there's there's always the issue of these games that because they there's so much story, so much character yeah. work. If you don't connect with that, that's the only pitfall, really. Mm. But if you love the combat from four or the combat from three, like all, all that stuff is just enhanced to a, to an objectively better degree, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like everything just feels better and the only thing really that sticks out at that point it's like well did, did they land the characters did they land the story and the answer to those questions is is yes what you prefer over the, the other games is probably going to be personal preference at that point but they haven't shit the bed with the narrative or the story or the characters or the soundtrack everything else is still up to a standard where you'd, mm. you'd, you'd check it in and say yep yeah, that's ticked off thank you so it really so- is a, a, a great game I'm just going for, I thought, I'll just see what, because you said, what are these negatives? And by the way, the lowest score for this mm. game is a 6 out of 10. Well, IGN Korea giving it a 60 out of 100. Um, <laughs> and they said, it's really difficult to find a game that has the best combat system, pool of characters, story plot, visuals, and audio all in the right balance. This turn-based JRPG is one of the textbooks of its own genre, but we're reviewing the expansion pack here which happens to be the same full price right. as its original. Okay. This clearly is the only thumbs down of this review. Um, In some ways, fair if you've gone through the original, isn't it? If you've gone mm. through vanilla and mm. then Atlas and, you know, they come to you and say, right, we've got a new version of the game coming out. It's, it's 60 quid or 50 quid. 
Yeah. And the you know, the, the vast majority of the game is very similar, but there's, there mm. is a lot of improvements in there. There's a lot of small mm. changes and tweaks and things that make the game just just feel so much better to play. And not, again, there's no there's no um Steve. Stephen Malone, right from GBA Temp, top critic apparently. Wow. Seven out of ten. Everything Persona Five Royale adds is a boon to the experience, but unfortunately, it's not enough to fix the deeply embedded issues at the heart of the original game. So he didn't like the original. Again, it's fair. Cop. Yeah. It it's just seems, but he's still giving that. it a seven out of ten. Yeah. Like, and this no, is what still... I mean. Like, even if you don't like it, they're still I really it don't the... know if you play something for 140 hours whether there's yeah. even a, a world where something is a seven out of ten. Like, it's surely yeah. either the best, close to one of the great things, or just not worth the time. Like, where's this middle it's ground? Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. The middle ground is seven out of ten as well. Yeah. Like, but anyway, yeah. I just thought it was interesting when I just popped that up. Like, it's broadly just like, yeah, honestly, if... just. If you for know, whatever reason you're listening to this this chat and haven't played Royal but have played Fire Vanilla and you're using this as your oh should I go and play it or not? Don't <laughs> just, <laughs> just I, I can't give you the forty minutes back that you've just wasted because I haven't got that experience. I can't sit there and tell you whether it was or wasn't worth it because I just came in and basically played the definitive edition off the bat. So. Mm. Which From arguably that, is the right thing to do. Ideally. Like you're not going to do it the other way around, are you? No, not nowadays. I mean, if you, the trouble is a lot of these reviewers were playing the original because it was out earlier, yeah. did it, and then they was like, oh, we've got a new version coming. And I can mm. see where it might, it might fall short there, particularly from a full price mm. perspective. But then, Logan, it goes back to what we keep saying about these prices. Yeah. It's, it's a temporary... It's a temporary debuff, isn't it, on the game? Because yeah. it, it'll get cheaper. And it's got so cheap, in fact, this is now rolled into a subscription service. Yeah. So at that point, the, the whole value thing is just completely irrelevant. It's a, it's, yeah, yeah, it's agreed, time yeah. well spent. Yeah. So, Which is something that we've discussed multiple times. I mean, exactly. I think, look, broadly, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that your score's any way wrong. I think it is you know, well within the consensus that this is a brilliant game. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting to see why you've got as you say that two percent um, yeah i wasn't that makes sense though i think logically it does make mm. sense for people albeit i think it's somewhat short-sighted if you're harnessing it on the price for people yeah. because it's you're time stamping the entire review know, the, the yeah. entire review and the, the opinion piece whereas if you say mm. you could say the time invested the extra another hundred hours plus another 30 hours isn't worth it that's a different conversation than one that you can mm. say yeah that's that's fair because that's that's something that people will experience whereas the price thing mm. you know is can be irrelevant to some people if they've a got a lot of money or b waited long enough or c borrowed it off a mate or what if they've done to yeah, make yeah, it cheaper. so you can mm. mitigate that you can't mitigate time spent the time being asked will be the same anyway yeah. waffling any other questions for me no Lock it in. Lock it in. Platinum for Persona 5 Royal. And that will be that. We'll be back on the next edition of Idle Game Chat. Nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time and ta-da.
This was a Dimp Digital production.